puppies. Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best. LBK, love a T-E-X-A-S. Hey, what's good, LBK? This is uh, Rob, and of course, I got my partner in crime, Cam. We are in the studio coming to you live like we say even though it ain't really live here is episode three of the southwest digest podcast what we call uh have are beginning to lovingly call the SWD cast you know what i'm saying SWD. no i'm talking about but uh as usual uh we're gonna kick it directly into what's going on but before we get into that I want to say uh, peace to all my folks in the East. And I would like to say all the best to the folks in the West. Oh, yeah? Well, I want to say, well, of course, to my folks up north. And to the folks down south? Hey, hey whoa, whoa, what's your mind? But I'm only talking about love. Me too. Because that's, that's all we, we do. do. <laughs> we trying to get it down. We trying to get it down. Hey, get that. Y'all, y'all write down in the comments too and let us know. Is that is that tight? Is that whack? Is that endearing? Is that like oh my god? Hold, I up, hope hold that... up. You say tight and whack. Say bro, you showing your age. We should say uh, I think it's lit. Hold up, lit. They say lit. They say uh, crunk. That's crunk showing your age too. No, That's nineties. Yeah, yeah, lit. Is that lit? Is uh, I, I want to say man, is that my, on fleet? My babies, fleet. Even I think that's old. I don't know. My babies, fleet nine is and old ten, too. and they say bussing. I ain't gonna I make, lie, man. When they, I make something and they like it, they be like, "Daddy, that said that was busting." I be hearing young cats when you make good music, they be saying it's slapping. That slap, slapping on. Um, but you know that's kind of old too. Well, it depend on where you come from because uh, Mac Dre. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, this, this a this a down the rabbit hole conversation, right. but I'm gonna make it brief. Uh, Mac Dre, just people who were uh, pioneers mm-hmm. in the lane of, of rap that they were doing mm-hmm. like E40 mm-hmm. different slang came with them yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. and they'd be like slapping smacking mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying uh even now when they say drip and dripping like you know Mac Dre was saucy I'm super saucy you know what I'm saying like so it's, it's different I like it all I use it all it just depend on what come out you know what I'm saying yeah, I'd yeah. be done said anything and, and including something that makes sense to me and nobody is right like, what <laughs> right well that's why i used to like e40 so much because uh he even say in his songs man we make up our own slang mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you remember he had a, at one point in time he put out a, a dictionary book of slang yeah that kind of had a definition yeah the stuff he was <laughs> e40 <laughs> man i admire his hustle i admire the fact that he's still making music he high age or probably older actually no he's older he's I know quite older he's, than me yeah. yeah he definitely probably 50 something you know what i'm saying yeah i would say at least at least 55 and yeah. i'm just saying that because of it's a song that they had on the click album mm-hmm. where he was like uh billy j was like they man people be asking how y'all come up with that old wild stuff and he was like check green playboy i'm from the 84 80 fan era. era yeah and me i'm from the 94 90 fan era yeah. so i'm just saying if they was doing what they was doing 10 years before i'm mm-hmm. just putting them 10 years ahead of where i'm at you yeah know what I'm saying? yeah so i would say they're about 50 55 ish you know what i'm saying yeah and i would say yeah I'm, you probably right i feel yeah, like man. he about 55 because he was talking about being in grambling college he said me and be legit went out in the grambling college in one of his songs but i told you that's how i started listening to e40 wasn't it how? You remember Chris Stevenson? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and his older brother went to Grambling. Okay. Right? So one day, same thing I was just telling you, man. Uh, we had me and Mike had went to his house. 
and I'm the I'm the little brother. So uh -huh. as soon as y'all whatever, I'm finna run everything in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking up on <laughs> everything, bro. Flipping matches. So I mean, you, you gonna have to be like, man, get your little brother, bro. Yeah, yeah, you rambling, yeah. bro. My I'm, grandpa used to say he rambling. Straight up, I'm in here, and uh, I came across this CD, and I'm looking at it, and I see these these three dudes and this lady on there. And they sitting on top of this clean cutlass yeah. with the gold, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's fresh. And um, I asked Chris, I'm like, bro, what's this? And he was like, ah, man, that's some CD my brother brought back home with him. He was like, man, they whack. You can have it if you want to. Mm. I took it, and the rest is history, bro. Mm. I've been an E40 and the Click fan, D Shot, Billy Jit, Sugar T, yeah. and everybody that came yeah, under yeah, that sick yeah. with the umbrella since that day. And it started with with him not even liking the CD. Right. And I'm like, I took it home. And I liked it cause it was different. Yeah. This dude on here rapping fast, but not only is he rapping fast, if you sit and listen, he's saying, like, he's saying cool, a whole lot of man, mad creative. You stuff. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's he, how I got on it. And you know what? Now that you say that, I bet you Mike got it from you. I thought Mike gave it to me. Your brother Mike, mm -hmm. he gave it to me. I thought he came. He heard of it first, but maybe he got it from you. Cause I'm just saying, I I took the CD. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I would give Mike the credit for Ghetto Boys. Mm. Like he, the reason why I started listening to Ghetto Boys, and I remember we were, you remember in the mall, mm -hmm. they used to have Sound Sound Warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, you had to go in there, and this was in the days of tapes. It wasn't even really CDs. It was tapes we was getting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember looking at the. He he was like, bro, what you think about this? And I remember looking at that album cover and seeing these brothers on there and a midget. Yeah, and I started laughing, and I was like, "Yeah, get that." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm mean, bro. I'm what? About it was about 89. Yeah, bro. I'm like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, I'm like, "Yeah, I want to hear that midget rap." You know right, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, and and Bushwick was uh he he had his own distinct feel yeah. and style, but I'm he like, was probably the weakest of the bunch, of course. Man, rapping. I don't. I disagree. Really? I say well, it depend on where you're coming from. Yeah, because. It's 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 understood he didn't write the lyrics, mm -hmm. so it was either Face or Willie D that wrote the lyrics. When you yeah. you heard or whoever else, I'm not right, sure, right, but I know right. majority of the time it was, it was Face, face and Willie right. D. I wasn't there, but mm -hmm. I know from hearing them yeah. speak on them it, talking about it, one yeah. of them did it. You know what I'm saying? And depending on what he was saying, sometimes I can tell who wrote it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. yeah, Face wrote that, you can hear face. and I can hear like, yeah, hear Willie, Willie D, D wrote too. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's why I say, as if you want to say weak as far as because he didn't write, that's that's one argument. Mm -hmm. But as far as like his energy and yeah. delivery, yeah, like sometimes, like even the mind playing tricks on me. Yeah. Like it, initially, that whole song was Scarface. So right. then Scarface had three verses. Mm -hmm. Willie D wrote his verse. Um, Bushwick said Scarface last verse, mm -hmm. and that fit him. Yeah. And when you look at that video, sure you feel what I'm I saying? Think, I thought he wrote that verse. Mm -hmm. He just delivered it his yeah, own way. That was Scarface yeah. wrote that. Right. He just delivered. That's so, what I'm saying. So when you think about Bushwick's personality, his delivery, and what yeah. he brought to the group, like uh -huh. whether like they had personal beef or whatever, like. Mm -hmm. I like that ghetto boys. Yeah. I like the ghetto boys with Big Mike. Me too. I like. Don't get me wrong, them, yeah. but I like and I like the convicts with three two three, man. Two, come on, no, RP yeah. three two. But say, bro, yeah, that's why I say I was a rapper like, lot here. I like all them rapper lot cats, man. They all had something to say. Yeah. They all had a, a particular way of saying it. I don't know who did most of their production, but they, I do because I used to read them. Who, who I used did? to be off in there. Um, I did. I tried it to depends read. on the, it depends on the group, but you know, uh, 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 you know, Beto and Beto. Uh, oh, um, Beto, yeah. 
what's the other Mike Dean? Mike Dean, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I see, I've seen him uh, interviews with him. You know what I'm where saying? He's talking about that. So some, most, the majority of some of the rap a lot, they but have, not all of. They it. have a real good. They they sound to me as heavily influenced by. I hear a lot of gumbo in that in their music, man. I hear a lot of Louisiana and East Texas in they in their music. Yeah, but that the early way, rap a lot. The early Ghetto Boys yeah. was Ready Red. Ready Red. I know. Yeah. I was just about to bring it up because that's when I got Ghetto Boys. When I first heard of Ghetto Boys, man, uh, me and Pops was over there watching his. Uh, he had an '84 L Dog, El Dorado Baritz, and uh, we was over there watching it. On the east side of Hicks Solar Roller, Hicks Solar Car Wash, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, not Hicks Solar Roller. That's y'all old school Say, cats man, know about Solar Roller. Need to bring roller. that back. Yeah, like Solar Roller, baby. That's solar Roller. <laughs> but we was over there at that uh, Hicks Solar Car Wash, and uh, it used to be the tape man. He walk around sell them white tapes with mm-hmm. uh, the mixed tapes for five dollars. Yeah, and we bought one off of it. And it was very good quality, man. It had a label on it, names and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that Ghetto Boys, when Ready Red was a DJ, they had cut up. Uh, Big Mama Thornton, you ain't nothing but a hound dog that, that mm-hmm. Elvis Presley subsequently stole, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or covered and got more famous is, I guess, what I think. But, but I think Big Mama Thornton mm-hmm. is the one that did it. Yep. And I think that's the one they sampled. And uh, yep. I was listening to that, and it was kind of comedic. At a, a little had a little comedic edge to it, but it was funky, though. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, yo, like Ghetto Boys. I ain't never heard get G E T O. They spell ghetto wrong too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they probably did it on purpose because it was ghetto. Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So from that day on, man, I started peeping them out and ghetto boys cold. I don't care what nobody say, man. Yeah, Life in neither. the fast lane. Uh, that's their face. Murder after murder yeah. after midnight. And that's that's the thing, bro. Like like the uh, what they brought to the genre, bro. Rap a lot in general. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's so much. And so so many people grabbed from that, mm-hmm. and some people paid homage, some people didn't. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the influence that Texas has always had mm-hmm. on the rap game, bro. Like even even with NWA, DOC was from Dallas. Hmm. You feel what it's I'm the saying? Dicky Dicky Doc, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I it, didn't I did not know that, bro. Texas, he was cold too, and, and Texas and Cali has always had that. Yeah, they do. Because uh, Master man. P was out in the Bay for a while. E Forty then was in Grambling for a while, and I think they had a Texas connection too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a whole lot of stuff, man. We're gonna have to expand on that conversation <laughs> later on in the show because what we're supposed to be doing right now is what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's going on? Yeah, and when you say what's going on, man, you can tell that music is deep in our veins because he's he's singing that what's going, and that's of course you know Marvin Gaye had that, but then I was listening to uh, Grave Diggers, uh, the New York group, uh, they sampled it and they kind of they didn't really sample the song, they just had it what's going on, what's going on, but anyway, I'm gonna tell y'all some of the things that we have discovered that's going on, and one of them is. Um, and I got this, of course, from from the library at Patterson Library. They have a, a kiosk or whatever you want to call it out in the hallway. And this one caught my eye. Legal aid of Northwest Texas. And the reason that caught my eye is because later on we, we have an interview scheduled with uh, Adam Pirtle, who is with Legal Aid of Northwest Texas. But I had um, we're going to talk to him about how to keep property in the family. But. I just want to let y'all know that they have a lot of free legal services. And if you need some help, they have, man, free civil legal clinic, legal aid of Northwest Texas, partnering with St. John's United Methodist Church at 1501 University Avenue on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. 
they have a free civil legal clinic and it talks about uh, they cover landlord tenant issues, foreclosure prevention, Medicare, Medicaid benefits, bankruptcy, unemployment benefits, public benefits, denial, expunctions and non-disclosures, family law matters. And uh, what you want to do is call Christina Ritchie at 806-696-4610. That's Christina Ritchie at 806-696-4610. Leave a message with your name and phone number. They have uh, special programs for veterans, U.S. veterans and their spouses, advice covering civil legal issues like child support, custody, divorce, veterans, benefits issues, on and on, driver's license, restoration, expunction. So, man, that legal aid of Northwest Texas, call Christina Ritchie at 806-696-4610. That's uh that's one of the things that's going on. You can say what you want about Lubbock, man, but they do have programs out there to help you. And it is income con- in- contingent. Hmm. Meaning, like if you don't have it, they'll they'll work with you. That's why they're there. Hmm. You can't say I oh, can't afford a lawyer. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go down there, holler. You say just come on down. Yeah, come on down. D-I-N-E, dine. Dine. That's that, that's that Houston <laughs> rap, man. That we, me, me and Cam be cracking up about that. Uh, I be saying it because I just like the way it sounds. You see how I said it? I like the yes, way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Got to come on down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's, uh, it's caught on all over. That's, that's why I say the influence of this Texas music, man. People need to understand how deep it runs, man. Like, they trying to, like PMC say, man, they trying to be like us, trying to talk like us, trying to smell like us. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they trying to do what we doing down here when they was calling us country and slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I want to be like us. Yeah. Hmm. It, we, we do have a country and slow feel to a lot of our stuff, man, but that's the appeal of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention about what's going on. The Parenting Cottage has a car seat assistance program. And basically what it is, you go up there and you take a class and you will get a free car seat. This is what I'm getting from this flyer right here. Mm. And uh, if you if you have a new baby and you don't quite have the money, you need a car seat. And it ain't got to be a new baby. I think it can be up to a certain age. Um, You can go up there and take this class and they will provide you with a free car seat. Now, I want to make mention there's some requirements and things that you can do and can't do or should do and shouldn't do. Uh, you must call the care parenting cottage at 806-795-7552 to pre-register before attending. So call them or you can go online at www.parentingcottage.org. That's parentingcottage.org. Also, you need your child's height and weight to register to get the, the right type of seat. Um expecting mothers must be in their last trimester to, to, to attend moms can call to register to attend class starting at 24 weeks one important thing do not bring children to the class or you will not be admitted those arriving late to class will not be admitted so don't try to get an attitude and do all that nonsense right know beforehand have adequate child care for your pre-existing children Right. And the address is 3818 50th Street. And it's uh, west of 50th Street in Memphis on the north side of 50th Street. That's, again, 3818 50th Street. What time, bro? 
Oh, thank you for asking. I probably didn't say that. You probably did, but I was going to say what you always say. Just say what time it is. Uh, the what time it is is Tuesday. The next meeting coming up, by the way, Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. It's at 12 p.m. 12 p.m. So if you're on time, you're late. Right. Be you're there about at, Be there about 11.45. Straight up. <laughs> Tuesday, October 3rd, they got another class at 5.30. On November 7th, they got a class at 12 p.m., and another class at 5.30. So it looks like they have classes October 3rd. October 3rd, they got one at 12, one at 5. And November 7th, they got one at 12, one at 5. Uh, now, you can't. it looked like they're trying to drop some knowledge on you here. You can't just roll up and get a free car seat. You got to take mm -hmm. that class, and they want you to. But why not? Right, because you need to get the right seat. It ain't just one size fits all. And understand what to do with it, especially right. if you're a new parent. And there's some existing parents really might think they know what they doing and don't i mean just go ahead and just take the sit down and hear what they talking about that's all i can say man is they finna give you a free car seat the least you can do is listen to what they have to say you know right <laughs> before you taking it burn right off. right and i just it just occurred to me when i was looking at this thing right here say car seat assistance program and we saying free car seat and i just want to make clear i'm assuming it's a free car seat oh, it yeah. looks like it's a free what they say allegedly yeah it says yeah oh yeah no it says right here it's okay. taught by ncpa certified car seat technicians well so why wouldn't you listen to that right because you know what they'll charge you i i remember a case where uh, which it wasn't fair it was a police that was speeding and wrecked into a woman and the baby in there died but they charged the woman with the baby's death because the child was improperly strapped the car seat was improperly strapped uh, it's dirty but still that just makes me right. think to the right. fact of thinking you have that car seat strapped in properly and you don't. Let's mm -hmm. just go ahead and get that understanding that everything's a one. You know what I mean? And you shouldn't. That that was a that was a. I that probably shouldn't have used that as a. Yeah. That was a despicable <laughs> charge because I w I don't know all the details, but it sounds despicable mm -hmm. right off the top because obviously a mother wouldn't do it the wrong way on purpose. Mm -hmm. That wasn't on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But anyway, it says right here: no cost to attend the class or for the car seat. So, yeah, it is free, but go on and get that knowledge first. Yep. And I'm going to show you how times have changed. Uh, when I was a kid, I don't think there was no such thing as car seats because we used to hold our babies. I used to see people hold their babies in their arms and drive. And also, there was no seatbelt law because when I was a kid, man, I used to ride. My, my pops had a, uh, man, I don't know what year it was, a 78 uh, maroon and white thunderbird and he told me a story he wanted a, a stankin' lankin but he couldn't quite afford one <laughs> but them thunderbirds had the same body style so he got one of them it might have been an 83 i came i don't know but i remember riding in that mug and i used to sit i couldn't see over the dashboard so i would sit in the front seat with no seat belt on with my foot tucked under me boosting me up so i could see over the dashboard and that's that's 1970 uh 1980 81 for you right there boy yeah, and you used to get ride in the in the bed of a pickup truck too yeah now you got to be 18 I, I just took defensive driving yeah. the other day well i say we was in my granddaddy truck up and down cornell and, and uh before like now they have cornell paved between um guava and uh cherry mm -hmm. but since i was a baby it was that field right there yeah and uh when my granddaddy would take us to school when we went to parkway mm -hmm. he would we it, some mornings we could we could amp him up where he'd go across that field 
But most of the time he'd go around on Colgate and come around. But sometimes we we'd be back there, me and my brother, in the back of the truck. Go across the field. Go across the field. <laughs> if he was feeling it, uh, he gonna punch it. We back there. Flip, flip, finna bounce up out the truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but in the yeah, it was truck. fun though. Yep. That's why I say yeah, it was fun though, man. I miss yeah. my granddaddy. <laughs> man, you do that today. You going to jail? Grandpa going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like the old days better than I like today. I, I honestly, I'm gonna have to say, I think I like them old days better. For real, but and that's that's the that's the crazy thing where every I think every generation look, looks at the generation before them like man I wouldn't have, I'm glad I wasn't born with it but yeah it's of course the time it wasn't for you to be in that you know what I mean but mm-hmm. I feel like our era so many things started in our eras mm-hmm. that right now is just now gaining the traction that it was supposed to have in right like uh like video games. We were that era, right? The Atari, and Nintendos, and you know the first Segas and all that. That mm-hmm. was us. Yeah. So for when you fast forward to now, of course you're gonna still have some some forty plus year old gamers, bro. That that was in our era. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. and now the what the games are now. You think I'm supposed to look at this and not want to play that, man? Right, like, which right. I'm not really a gamer like that. But some games I do look at and be they like, be pretty Dang, much looking like movies. And that's stuff. what I'm saying. Like that look like they go hard, but then you think about the configurations of the controllers, and I'm so far removed from playing the game, bro. I sometimes I just sit and watch my sons play the game, mm-hmm. like, like what is this? Okay, I sit down and watch them for a little bit, yeah. and I get up and burn off. But it is interesting mm-hmm. and crazy where the game then went. <laughs> it's real crazy. It's real crazy, man. And speaking of uh, where the game then went. Um, we got some other important. That wasn't a good sub- segue. I was I was gonna say something know, cool. We don't it, need a segue, but I still have a um, yeah, upcoming event. Yeah, it's gonna be on October seventh, um, at from ten to eleven a.m. at a nine one eight East thirty fourth, which is the Church of the Living God, the uh, Stop Organization, which is to stop the oppression of our people. They're having a meeting, uh, like I say, from ten to eleven a.m. 918 East 34th Street, Church of the Living God, uh, right next to, I believe it's Galitos, breakfast burritos or whatever, lunch burritos. Um, spoke with Mr. Fareed, and he would love for whoever can come out, anybody that can come out, if you can, come and show your support for the Stop the Oppression of Our People organization uh, meeting on October 7th at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. What uh, what calls are they really kind of dealing with right now? What's the... To, uh, to my understanding, it's uh, environmental. Um, yeah, they. I've heard some people say environmental racism. I don't even like no, that. No, it's not. It's not environmental racism. It's... Uh, oh, I hate that I don't have... It's right on the tip of my brain. It's mm-hmm. right on the tip of my brain, oh, too. Um, but it, environmental injustice, yeah. I believe, is what right. their, their thing is. Mm-hmm. And it's just to make sure that people as far as industries are concerned right just holding the feet to they, they their feet to the fire so i think is laprino going to be there is that what it is some no I, from that Leprino? meeting that meeting was uh last week oh i see yeah and we i went to that one uh-huh. and um yeah i don't you know i i could say a whole lot right now on that but i don't know if it yeah. We might need to discuss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. discussed that right, beforehand, right. but uh, they had that meeting before. I think this is more of a what stop has in store going forward. Gotcha, but gotcha. we do have an interview set up with Mr. Fareed, so 
all that information and everything will be clarified on the 7th, October 7th. So, yeah, yeah. Look forward to seeing whoever can show up and come at us a Saturday. Um, if you can come out, mm-hmm. show some support in the community. Tell us some deets one more time, bro. 918 East 34th Street, which is the Church of the Living God, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on October 7th. Mm. So just so y'all know, this is a little bit behind the scenes info, just making it, putting it out there. He made me mad. I'm talking <laughs> about bro, because we just got that info. And now I got to read. I'm looking at my paper. See, he, every time he always showing out, man, just because he just because he know how to improvise and remember his lyrics you know, and stuff. You know, you know what, what it saying? is? What's that? As, as, as weird as this may sound, bro, I can see it. Oh, so you got a, you identity. That, you got a remember, photographic memory. Do you remember when I told you, let me just look at this thing right yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. And then I can kind of, and I, it, like, literally, yeah. it's right here in front of my face. I can see those letters yeah. written. Now, I have that to a certain <laughs> extent, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's when I'm reading books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I used to study in school, I could I can literally, like you say, I can see in my notes what I wrote. I know what color it was. I made it blue because I wanted to stand. I can do that. But that's like we're studying. That's the same thing I tell my babies, like. That's the importance of at least reading over that information at least one time mm-hmm. to get that visual. Mm-hmm. See, some people are visual learners. Yeah, I'm a visual learner. At right, right next to visual is actual application. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can see. I need to see it first, and then I need to start. I need to put my hands on it before you start talking. Because when you start talking, you're gonna confuse me, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. If you start talking, uh, once I read this, because I my reading comprehension, I can't read and comprehend. But let me see what you talking about exactly. And then let me put my hands on it one time. Mm -hmm. And then we can discuss what need to, you know, how I can tighten up or what need to be done. But first, uh, 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 and then let's talk about it. But all that talking, you're probably going to bore me out of even wanting to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's just... Maybe that's ADHD or whatever you call it. I don't know. It's just, it's just your personal style. Yeah. That's, how you, that's how you learn. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, uh, I think that's all we got for what's going on. Mm-hmm. So y'all know uh, when we get done telling you what's going on, we're going we gonna to basically tell you what went on and what we did. Yep, yep. So uh, we're going to go ahead and fade into our next segment, which is Out in the Box. All right, folks, we coming back with the uh, out and about segment. And um, Cam, man, the other day, um, so I've been had this problem with the cars. It's a minor problem. It's I got a slow leak in my left, uh, my, my driver's side front tire. Mm. And the other day, it looked like I got a, a faster leak in my passenger side front tire. So. I, I literally had to get the. Uh, <laughs> do you do you suspect foul play? No, I, okay. I don't. Right. I suspect. So, so no rabbit hole material. No, nah, I mean uh, a prairie, prairie dog hole material. Yeah. You you like me, man? I, we keep on saying rabbit hole. We trying to change the vernacular. Mm-hmm. It's down the prairie dog hole. Right, right here, dying here, dying here. <laughs> We're going to die in the prairie dog. <laughs> no, nah, man. But my problem, I don't think it was. I don't think it was foul play. Okay. I think it was just. Uh, turning too close to curbs and stuff like that and it looked like i had two slow leaks one faster than the other so i say man let me go over here what's that crest tires over mm-hmm. there on parkway mm-hmm. i say man let me go over here and holler at these cats and see can they fix my tires and man long story short on that they 
could not find a leak. I only took one of them off, the fastest one, the passenger side. And I had to air that tire up twice. And I ain't going to lie, I did it with the bicycle pump. With the foot pump or no, the? no, the hand pump. Oh, okay. <laughs> it looked like I was trying to detonate some TNT up in this mud. You know what I'm saying? Took me about 40 pumps to get it where I needed, but it, hey, you know, good little workout. It was good. Drove up there. They couldn't find the leak. I'm like, what is going on? I know I didn't air this tire up twice. Anyway, they didn't find the leak, uh, but I did find something very interesting while I was at the shop. And uh, on the window up there, man, they had uh, a little flyer taped to the window coming up. Uh, we got on October 21st, 2023, check this, y'all. We got the Break the Silence in Domestic Violence 7th Annual Car, Truck, and Bike Show. Let me say that again because this sound lit. I'm finna be there. Lit. Did I say lit? Oh, God, I never say lit. Oh. <laughs> See, man, you shouldn't have put that in my head, man. You said this sound. I said, ah. Oh. Liddy, say we need to own. Continue. I, I <laughs> said nothing. Nothing. No. Okay. No. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to make you break break your filter. If your filter stops, uh, yep, it, it might did. be a reason. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Forgive me, everybody in in our age group in our generation. We, we Gen Xers. I did say lit. I apologize. That was uncalled for. I didn't mean to use three letter words like that. <laughs> Millennial slang mm. does not make sense to me. Anyway. Break the silence in domestic violence. I'm saying it on purpose. Violence, silence in domestic violence. Seventh annual car, truck and bike show. It is at 402 North Inler, which is North FM 179. I ain't gonna lie. I got to Google that. I think it's that um the ballroom thing that's out there. They had a, uh, I, I think it is. I mm-hmm. remember um, Butch Avery had a. Uh, concert, mm-hmm. a little show thing out there mm-hmm. a while back that my wife and I went to. I think that's oh, the same place. I know what you're talking about out there I on, think the west, it is. on the mm-hmm. west side. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what that is. All right, so it's 402 North Endler. It's October 21st, 2023. It's $20 all access tickets. And it says on here they're going to have a three wheel competition, a tire toss. I can't toss no tire too far, but they're going to have a tire toss. Uh, they're going to have a costume contest. They're going to have a best decorated car contest, jalapeno eating contest, beer mm. chugging contest. Sound like some West Texas stuff right there. Yikes. Hey, but that is, I was looking it up on the map, and uh-huh. that is where, that's that place, that ballroom. Uh, okay. That's out there. All right, that's, uh, what is it, 402 North Endler or North FM 179 in Lubbock, Texas, USA, October 21st, 2023. Dog show. They're going to have... A dog show hosted by Adrian Garcia with Working Dog Supply, which is uh, that's uh, right over by my barbershop over there on 50th Street. My barbershop is a man. I don't want to say it. It's the the 2050 Lounge. 5150. 5150 Lounge. Y'all know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's right over there by Working Dog Supply. I don't even look at the sign because I know where it's at. But uh, that's that's right over there by my barbershop on 50th Street. Anyway, uh, starring your homeboy. Catch you you came up with in the rap game in the Lubbock rap scene, Mr. Coop. This hood brought me up real. Now I'm a grown man. Staying <laughs> away from poison this game. Hey, I don't care how old that song is, bro. That like if you listen to what he's saying and that time frame of life was going on for everybody, bro, like it's just 
when you hear that song, you just you, you gonna listen to it. I don't know, you know. I was always a, I mean, I'm a, a Coop fan, but uh, like I know Coop personally, you know what I mean. So just to have that <clears throat> that camaraderie to mm. say like, no matter what went on in this man career, like Coop stay Coop, <coughs> Coop stay Coop, man. All right, you gotta love that. You gotta mm-hmm. respect that, bro. Bro stay who he was. Yeah. So I this is one of them things where I left. Um, joined the military and went out to pursue my career and I never did get a chance to peep out none of their music Mr. Coop but I knew their names I heard about them all the time mm-hmm. Fat Cat Mr. Coop um, the thing Spring Fusion yep yeah heard all about that stuff but I never got a chance to check them out so I tell you what y'all know I'm gonna be at this uh, seventh annual car truck and bike show yes that's October 21st, y'all. Get out there and check it out. I'm going to be there. Uh, so that's um, my little out and about story. Cam, you got a, a out and about experience? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, man, uh, this week they had the, the Estacada Homecoming Parade mm-hmm. uh, down MLK. Uh, I pretty much just walked outside, walked to MLK, yes, <laughs> with my camera. Uh, I had it on that little stick. What they call that? A, a selfie a stick. Selfie stick. Yeah, I I, I did that because I don't like that walk. Because I be needing a, my uh mm-hmm. s- my surroundings and yeah, everything. Yeah, situation need, Yeah, you're talking about. I need to keep my head on the swivel, so I don't want to be with this phone up here. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of would point it where I need to be with the right little old, and you know, I just walked down MLK man and encountered different people. Um, it was a diverse crowd. You know what I mean. Um, well, I ain't gonna lie. It was mainly black and Hispanic, but <laughs> like that, that's diverse. Yeah, 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 somewhat diverse. I mean, for the, but it was cool. Everybody was having fun, mm-hmm. and that's what it was about. Even the the students in the parade, man. Like everybody looked to be enjoying themselves. Everybody involved in the parade. Everybody um, watching it. They seemed to be enjoying themselves, and that would I liked it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Just to say. I'm gonna walk out my front door, walk down here to MLK, and just walk all the way down this whole street, and then walk back up. It was hot. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It was hot, <laughs> man. Say it was hot out there, but it was fun. You know what I mean? Right, it was right. fun. It looked like everybody enjoyed themselves. And Estacado, my wife actually spoke with one of the young men on the team, mm-hmm. and was like, "Y'all gonna win?" And he was like, "Yeah, we gonna win seventy to nothing." And the actual score was seven, 62 to 9. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting, man. He yeah. almost called it on the head. He sure you know did. What I'm saying? He so sure congratulations did. to the Matadors, man. We're always proud of those young mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. Uh, and women, depending on what what's going on with the school. But the community does back them. So just want y'all to know, when y'all out there representing, man, we rooting for you. So do your thing. Word. Mm-hmm. You know what, man? Speaking of... Um, Estacado Matadors and the School of Estacado, that kind of fades right into our next section. Uh, words from the el- from the elders. <clears throat> Whatever. I, I need to take a little more sip of water or something. Man. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm trying to make my voice too cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But words from the elders. So uh, f- several months ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my wife, Kim was up at, uh, May Simmons and it was actually, Oh, you know what? It's coming back to me now. It was in April because we had just did our uh, anniversary, man. Mm-hmm. We went out to the cotton court. I think it's called at hotel downtown. 
and we stayed up there and chilled for our anniversary man had some dinner went over to the uh uh the shaboya what is it called the uh, the shaboya scratch kitchen no it's not shaboya but it's over there in the hilton mm-hmm. uh in the hilton hotel over there on avenue q they got a kitchen in there it's a bar and grill in there man and they have live music every wednesday uh, and I think Friday, I think because this, this might have been a Wednesday. But anyway, we was over there enjoying ourselves. And that next morning we went to uh, May Simmons and they was having their senior breakfast that morning. Mm-hmm. And we talked to a very interesting mother and daughter team, the, the, the Mrs. Howard's square, you know, what I'm saying Mary Margaret Howard and Mrs. Christine Howard, her mother. And um, man, Mrs. Howard, uh, the mother kind of kind of was talking about some very interesting stuff and she basically talked about how the tornado that happened in Lubbock um it kind of mixed the city up a little bit in in more ways than one not just the mm-hmm. obvious ways but it actually kind of forced say no no pun intended right exactly <laughs> it was, it's almost like a twister went through you know what i'm saying it basically kind of forced people to break out of the patterns of segregation mm-hmm. uh that they were living in and kind of mix a little bit more but it also kind of precipitated what some people call white flight or white whatever, flight. you know what yep. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So y'all peep this, uh, peep this interview out and keep in mind, we was in a busy community center. So, uh, we cleaned the audio up as best we can, but, uh, uh, this was real live cinema verite or something, you know, man <laughs> on the street, woman in the center, I guess. Mm-hmm. I had this college and things down there. Well, drug school up there. None of that was only houses. They weren't over there. So so somebody owned land at the lake and they had cows there. Yeah. I don't know what man's name was, but uh yeah, he had cows. But like right now where we sitting, all this was barn sitting up there. Right up there. Yeah, he had cows over here, all this and that was just a little stream. That bank was mm-hmm. just a little stream running from the Kenza Park. Wow. Now look at it. Yeah. Big bank. And so, then the people out there in Yellow House Canyon, they started selling property out there. People started buying out there. Okay, okay, what Dunbar is now. They started buying there. And so all this wasn't nothing back in then, like mm-hmm. in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So it, that's when it really got started, the building over in this area. Right, right. And so back in them days, was it majority white or was it, it was all black over here, but. All black. Because it seemed like at one point, what didn't white people move in? Well, see, the white man was the one who had this young. Yeah. Black man, cows and stuff. But yeah, uh, mm, I can't think of what year they started immigrating. Mm-hmm. Maybe 60, mm. in the 60s when Kennedy was in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think I think that's about the year it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know my grandma used to stay back over here on uh, First Place. First, yeah, back, back up here. Mm-hmm. Or oh, which way we? At? <laughs> yeah, it would have been back over here on First yeah, Place and Parkway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, I think she said a white lady owned that house and then they bought it. Well, they did. Most most from nineteenth going that way. Yes, they did. But when the tornado came, that started to mix them. That's when they really started mixing. Mm-hmm. But the people had done start buying these houses over in here before that, because Clark, a man was Clark, I don't know his first name now. He had that out there in Yellow House Canyon, and he started selling land. That's how they started buying these places over here and building houses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, over 
crowd 19 going that way. It was. Mm. And then it was just all black on this area over here in this little spot. Mm. Yeah, mm. just went from there. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I also found out, I think from what I understand, Estacado it, was yeah. used to be a white school. It was. It was. And, uh, and that was that was back in the I believe sixties. All that started back about them time years ago. See, it, okay, you take right past Broad, ninth Broadway here, nineteenth. All that section in there, those were white. You know where the nursing home and all that is. From okay, so from nineteenth going that way, they were. Mm. They were all white. Mm. But the tornado came and that started mixing them over in there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so yeah, as y'all heard, man, she, she, you heard it from the, the lady's mouth herself. She explained how that tornado really forced or rearranged some of the living patterns. And the, the, the well, people used to live on certain sides of town, and now after that tornado, mm-hmm. man, they couldn't. And it almost kind of sounded like. The hand of God was kind of in that a little bit, is what I was thinking. You know what I'm uh, saying? What y'all gonna do with that? Yeah, he's like, uh, uh do something later. Now, now, what you gonna yeah. do? Where you gonna stay at now? <laughs> yeah. uh. What um, what was the most salient point that stuck out to you when she was talking, man? Um, the fact that on top of May Simmons was a barn, mm-hmm. and that the lake was actually a stream mm-hmm. with with horses and cows and stuff down there man like that's not in our era to even visualize may simmons not being a lake right and the center not being up there i'm just saying like i can't me thinking back i can't even remember not ever seeing may simmons the way it is right now mm-hmm. and just to think like people can look at that and be like i remember when that was just a little trickle of water right there yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and there's people out there fishing in it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that is a trip, man, and um, it's it's a, what amazes me too is how she was talking about Estacado used to be a white school. Mm-hmm. A My mama told me that, and it was uh, cause if you think about it, it's it's kind of close to the Lubbock Country Club. Mm-hmm. I guess if you keep on going uh, up MLK and, and make, make that, that left, left. Mm-hmm. right there. So I guess it was a a little wealthy white mm-hmm. school, but even um, Parkway used to be. A white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now, this I know, and the reason I know Parkway was a a, a white neighborhood back in the day is uh, my grandma used to stay over on first place, and she told me that they actually bought that house from a white lady. A white lady previously owned it. Mm-hmm. So that was doing that. <laughs> and you see Cam over there shaking his head because... Man, we told you uh, Halloween is, our, is is my favorite season. It's my favorite holiday, and the fall is my favorite season. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna get into the the mood a little bit, man. We gonna I got a little ghost story. I ain't gonna get too deep into it because we gonna we gonna talk about it later in 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 October. But in my grandma's house, which used to be owned by a white lady, which she moved out sometime after that tornado, and my grandma and them bought that house, and. The whole time growing up, it was always something a little, a little off in that house. And my grandma told me that her daughter, my aunt Sil- uh, Sylvia, who's uh, she out in Cali now, but when she was growing up in that house, she used to wake up at night all the time and come in there crying and say, "Mama, that white lady kissed me again." So basically, some some something somebody was waking her up out of her sleep. 
and giving her a light little kiss on the lips and waking her up and she would go tell her mama and I guess it happened so much that grandma said she's like all right girl whatever go back to sleep and I'm gonna cut my story right there because I want y'all to stay tuned during October because we're gonna get into some stuff that happened in that house but Cam he got another little tale man tell us tell us about your experience over there okay because you know at that time I was in high school uh -huh. when you and Mike Mike is a shout out to Mad Mike that's my other my, my other older brother and uh, Mike was standing there, and you were gone. I don't know where you at, but Mike was there that night. Mm -hmm. And the young lady I was dating, which is my wife now, her grandmother stayed two blocks over. Okay. So I, w I came over there to go visit her. So, man, it's, uh, it's probably about 10, 30, 11 at night. I jump in the shower, and uh, before I get in there, you know, Mike is in the bed. He's not asleep yet, but he's in the bed. And he's telling me, when you leave, make sure you lock the door. You know, same old yeah. run on, run down yeah. little brother. Don't just leave me up in here sleep with the door open type stuff. Right. So I'm like, cool. So I go in the bathroom, taking a shower. And uh, while I'm in there showering, like, it's a beat. Boom, 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 boom. On the, I don't know if it's on the wall or the door, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm thinking Mike need to use the bathroom. So I'm like, bro, go on, come on in. If the door is open, like, just don't look, just don't pull the shower curtain back and try to peek at me, you know what I'm saying? But go on, come on, use the bathroom if you need to. No, nothing. Still showering. And this happened like three times. And the third time it happened was after I was, after I'm done showering, I'm drying out. So, you know, I'm more, more, more than halfway drying, uh, dry myself off. So I wrapped the towel around me. I opened the door. I think, bro, out there. He ain't out there. So I'm like, dang, bro, if you need to use it. I'm walking down the hallway saying this because, you know, you come out that bathroom, you go down the hallway, mm -hmm. you turn left, and right. he was in that room right there. Yeah. So that's what, what that way I'm talking. Like, man, bro, you come knocking on the door. I told you if you need to come in, come in. I go in there, flip the light on. He sleep. I'm talking about calling the hogs. Hmm. Hollering. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, he playing. So I'm like, bro. Bro, and he, I can tell how he wake up and his eyes, one over here, one over there. He sleep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He sleep for real. So I'm like, man, bro, did you need to go to use the bathroom? And he was like, nah, what you talking about? I was like, you wasn't knocking on the door? He was like, nah, bro. And I was like, bro, somebody was knocking on the door. I was like, is, is bro here talking about you? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he was like, nah, he, where he, I can't remember where he said you was at. And uh, I'm like, man, like, bro, somebody was knocking on the door. Like, there wasn't no my imagination you know what i'm saying and then he got up and he was like man uh is there he was like is there a door closed on that room back there and i'm like what room and he was like the room down there and i was like nah it was open he was like man the door supposed to be closed and he said bro bro said i always keep that door closed or something he was saying you said about that room you know what i'm saying and i'm like what what that got to do with anything and that's when he got to telling me that the house haunted that it's a lady, a spirit of a lady or something in there, man. And I thought he's playing, but he just a, he was matter of fact. He's like, nah, like for real. And he was like, that's why that room, the door used to be closed. And this, then, the third. And I was like, ah, right, you know what? As I'm gathering my personal effects, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out, bro. I ain't never coming over here no more, man. And I, I literally didn't. And now they, you know, the house is knocked down. Though. But like after that day, I never, ever, ever, ever went back to that house, bro, because i've like i felt bro it's like a i don't know if you've ever been in the tub and somebody knock on the door mm -hmm. like it was somebody at that door you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i just uh especially at that time in my life young mm -hmm. 
I wasn't ready to to grasp and wrestle with any of that. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm out, and I'm not right. ever, ever, ever coming back. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> For real. Well, I tell you what, you talking about you was out. I, it uh, Two things occurred to me later <laughs> on, and I'll tell you all about this in, in October. Um, I That house put me to flight. That, I took off one night like, oh, I'm out. But I was just thinking, we talking about white flight, and they was running from black people. She might have just been leaving because of that ghost. Uh, you know for real, huh? That's <laughs> just straight up. She was like, yo, we're going to sell this house to the first people that come over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandma and them just happened to come. My grandma and grandpa just happened to walk up there, man. They was like, That's yeah, you want it, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Well, anyway, uh, that is our words from the elders. All right, Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, USA. Uh, we getting into the, I was going to say we getting into the music part, but, man, we've been talking about music the whole show because, man, we just love music is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But uh, now we into the what you bumping section. It's not what are you bumping. It's what you bumping because that's how I said. I was like, oh, man, what you bumping right there? So it's like WCB, what you bumping. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We are getting down into that little segment right here. And I will say, uh, lately, I've been bumping this cat named Yusef Days. And he is a uh, jazz drummer from England, from London area. And, man, this cat, uh, he he just has mad passion. You can see not only the technicality is there because if you a jazz drummer you gotta it ain't just no up and down what george clinton say on that funkadelic at one beat up and down it just won't do he he don't be playing no one beat up and down no man this cat be hitting the syncopation and the the, the odd time rhythm six eight and stuff that's i mean that's typical for jazz but what's not typical to me is the way he be putting his heart and soul in it man he be he he's going crazy on the kit and yet has a light touch when it's needed has you know has, can bring the funk when it's needed and so um this song that we about to play um that we're gonna get into i think it's called golden hour mm. his album is so good man that i don't even know the names of the song because i don't even <laughs> look i just play them you know what yeah, i'm saying that's how our album's supposed to be though exactly just press play and let it roll exactly something mm. they don't do too much today sometimes it seems like Especially, uh, I ain't gonna hate to say it, but a lot of rap sometimes they be having one good song on the two good song, you know. But you're supposed to have an album, it's a book with chapters in it, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, don't get me started on that because we talking about a dude that do know how to make an album, Yusef Days. Y'all, to peep him out, man. I got some, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about a janky experience I had. So, uh, I heard that he was coming to texas to the united states to do a tour and i was like ah he ain't gonna be in texas man i was didn't even want to look but yeah. I look he coming to texas i say ah boy what parts of texas is so he gonna to? man he gonna be in i think dallas we definitely gonna be in austin and houston and i don't really roll with big d for some reason no disrespect to nobody from dallas or that love dallas it just it just ain't quite my cup of tea mm. i like that h-town and austin is all right Austin is alright. Uh, something about Austin, I, I just don't sit cool with me either. Maybe it's because I haven't been enough. I don't know. But H Town, my wife from H Town, so that's why I like it. I'm sure because I used to go down there so much and yeah. see her. 
and he gonna be at the rooftop lounge i believe it's called so it's an open concert like you go in it's not no seating or anything like that they just gonna be jamming on the rooftop up there so i was excited i was like oh they coming to the united states i say man i'm getting me some soon as them tickets go on sale i'm getting two of them mugs you know what i'm saying like right off the bat you say rooftop yeah man i don't do heights bro Oh, I don't know if you can see over the side. Just be in the middle. Don't I would be. have to be. <laughs> you think it's funny, bro? Anywhere I've ever been this high, like, I instantly just be like, why am I up here? What you doing, bro? Why you doing me like this? It's a part of my mind to be like, why you doing us like this? Yeah, yeah. Get us from up here, man. <laughs> I just start panicking and I, my equilibrium be off, man. I don't yeah, know what yeah, it is, man. Yeah. I, and the highest I can be is is West Texas roof, one-story roof. Mm. Because we used to jump off the roof all yeah. the time as kids, man. Yep. But, like, now, because, you know, I do the insurance adjusting. And we used uh, the property adjusting, you got to climb the roofs to do the damage, bro. Wow, yeah. And I used to be up there like, whoa. You feeling woozy? Wow, yeah, like, man, why am I up here? I'm tripping, man. Like, what, yeah. What you say every time I realize I'm where supp- <laughs> you know I'm supposed to be? <laughs> Straight up. Like, what? What? You make it like you say, makes you question your career choice. Like, yeah. man, do you really want man? Yeah, that's why I do desk adjusting now. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> well, yeah, you probably don't want to come to this concert. This may not be the concert. You might want to like catch you say, in just Dallas in the middle, man. Yeah, because I was like, look, another brief story, man. We had uh, went, went on a cruise, and we had, when we came back, we were in Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife's brother, my brother in law, and his wife, the Airbnb we were in was the top floor of this high-rise building in Miami, bro. And it was a beautiful view mm. inside, mm. looking out, because you could see everything when right. the buildings light up at night. Man, it's wonderful. I thought I got some pictures, but I didn't. But mm. that's another story. But they had a balcony. And uh, my brother-in-law, like, every now and then, we, you know, smoke our cigars. Mm-hmm. So he was like, man, bro, come on out on the balcony and smoke, uh, smoke a cigar with me. So I'm like, all right, bro. Not thinking. Then we open that door, like the wind, man, and he he playing. I'm serious. I I think he playing, but he's serious because I'm serious. Like, I'm looking at there, and I'm like, bro, I don't think I'm I'm going to go out there with you, man. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, no, come on out. And then when he stepped out there, he got to looking. And it's funny because we both kind of, like, sat on the ground and slid out the door. Wow. On the back, cause it's so high, bro. And it's like, it's different. Mm-hmm. It was so high, it was different. And I was like, uh, bro, I'm instantly scared. And I was telling him like, bro, I feel like the building leaning now. <laughs> like I can't keep my, my balance on my footing. <laughs> so I, yeah, heights, I don't, I don't do heights too much, wow. man. I don't, that's, it's crazy. I can't explain it, but I don't do heights too much, man. Well, I have noticed, man, I'm not really, I didn't, I wouldn't say I'm scared of heights, but I have noticed that I, I, as I've gotten older, um, I had a ladder upside the house one time changing some lights up there and it's, it's pretty high. It's not like eight feet. It's like, it's like 10 or 11 feet up on the back corner of the house. And I was out there, man, on my little, on my ladder and I had to stand all the way up to the, I was like, oh snap. I didn't used to feel like this about heights, but I think just because I know I'm stiff and stanky, old and cranky nowadays, <laughs> when I fall, man, something going to be hurt, and it's going to stay hurt for a long yeah. time. You yeah, know but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a pretty cool venue. Yeah. And I'm just saying when you said rooftop, I was just instantly like, hmm, mm. I would have to walk up to the place and be like, where are we going to be at? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all holler at me when y'all get through, I'll be over there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I ain't yeah. going to do that. Mm-mm. 
man, I tell you what, I kind of feel strange about going to this concert now. And it ain't because of the rooftop. It's because of how the ticket situation played out. Mm -hmm. So I ain't bought no tickets in a long time. Because like, uh, for y'all that don't know, I used to live up in the Northeast, up in Baltimore and D.C. area. And we had a concert venue up there that was real cool, man. It was, uh, it's called Baltimore Soundstage. It was a several-story building. But really, the, the concert venue was on the first floor. And it mm -hmm. was several stories of parking garage up there. Long story short. Perfect venue. You drive there. Take a while to get there. When you get there, you park, get down the elevator, you go down to the concert venue. It wasn't too big. It was comfortable. You could eat, sit at a table and watch your cats doing a concert. So I've been out the concert game as far as buying tickets online. So when he said he coming, I said, man, as soon as that go on sale. So that morning at like seven, I'm online looking. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Oh, and I wasn't finding. I started getting nervous. Oh, I can't find them. I can't. And I finally found a link. And I was like, yeah, here it go. So I started going through it. And, man, the tickets was high. They was, I ain't going to say the real number, man, but it was like $100. You know what I'm saying? It was several. It was two zeros on the end of that. And it was uh, a mid, a middle ground number on the front of that. I was feeling, un I was like, oh, man, that is a lot of money, man. I said, oh. I said, you know, I like this cat, too. I said, well, it's worth it, man. I'm going to enjoy it. I don't care. So I pushed the button on it. Blam. Got two tickets for whew, quite a bit of money. <laughs> it kind of hurts thinking about it. And you know why it really hurts? About two hours later, I'm on his, on his email list. Two hours later, he sent out a link to get the tickets. They was $15 a piece. Mm. I had already bought them other two. I was like, Yikes. oh. Fifteen thirty $30? 15. What? Yikes. It was like $50 with tax. You know, I was like, oh. So I got reamed. However, he dope, and I would have paid the price that I paid anyway. Yeah. I just wish I hadn't. Mm -hmm. Anyway, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to say about this song, though, the part I was showing you, man, is like, it's like real laid back, and he's like kind of subdued on the drums, and uh, and but then there's a point in there listen to it and he he hitting it and his bass player Rocco Palladino's hitting it doom, doom, doom. and then like they break it down he say doom, doom, doom. and then he bring it back like but right when he bring it back man I feel like they was thinking of Prince song if I was your girlfriend because mm -hmm. that bass line they change it up slightly and it's like doom, doom, boom boom Boom, boom. And it just goes into that doom, 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 doom. and that right there, man, that that knocked me off my feet when I heard it. I was like, oh <laughs> I was about to I didn't know if I wanted to break dance or play an instrument, you know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> and you ain't never seen nobody break into jazz, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But anyway, hey, that might be a new hey, maybe a new thing, man. B boys for real. <laughs> Chilling in my B boy stance, you know what I'm saying? Blowing a trumpet. B boy, he say uh, flip flops and socks. It was a uh, mm -hmm. uh, big boy from Outcast. Yeah. But anyway, play a trumpet doing the worm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that too much. <laughs> he said the worm. We used to call it the centipede. Yeah, the centipede. Yeah. yeah. Why you playing your trumpet at the same time? I think I can still do the centipede, but I know not to try it no more. Cause when you get older, man. Things don't be in the same position they was when you was young. You know what I'm saying? Man, if we didn't have all this stuff in here, I'll show you something right now. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yo, 
anyway, peep that Yusef days out. I, I'm going to tell y'all, man, I, I don't work for Bandcamp. They don't, they don't pay no, we didn't get no money from them or nothing like that. But I've been getting for years all my music from Bandcamp.com because a bigger chunk of the money goes directly to, to the artists. Mm-hmm. And you can discover a lot of local and underground artists that you never would see anywhere else. And some of the big cats be on there, too. So check it out, Bandcamp.com, and check out Yusef Days. That's my boy. I'm, I'm going to come see you, die. I ain't, ain't going to ask for no refund on that money because that wasn't you. That wasn't your fault. I know. I got you. Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best. LBK, love a T-E-X-A-S.